Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. So, hello and welcome to the Euro Trip. Perhaps no surprise that we're starting today's show here live in Prague with a special guest. Hello, third place in Eurovision 2018, Cesar Sampson. Hey there, nice to meet you. <laughs> Cesar, what are you doing here for a start? Our listeners would love to know what are you doing having represented Austria here in Prague? Uh, I've been uh, recently christened uh, the uh, what was it, international ad- advisor <laughs> to to the head of delegation in, in Czech Republic. Recently, being last four years, uh, I just receive a call early January. Usually, I receive a call. Could we pick your brain on the on the like twenty top twenty songs we received this year? Uh, can you give us a few, few notes and stuff like that? You having been there many many times, having some experience in what works and what doesn't work, and maybe also as being a musician, you can give some like produ- production uh, feedback and stuff like that. So I, I did that just because I like the team, I like the guys. Um, yeah, and now I'm here to 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 see the other side, not just the songs, but also the performances. What do you make of what we've got at ESCZ this year? You must be impressed having been here and now in the studio and seeing it live. I really like it. I think it does exactly what it's meant to do, to to show us all um, those top five performers as performers, because that's how we're going to see them uh, at Eurovision, and I think that's going to make the choice much easier. Just remind us, kind of going back, how many different times you've interacted with the contest, I suppose, as well as, of course, when you were the performer back in 2018. Okay, so the first time I was physically at the Eurovision Song Contest was 2016 in, in Stockholm. 
Uh, it was a great, a great time to start because that was a really good Eurovision, uh, very well organized, and uh, it had very, very interesting songs. For me, there was a bit of a paradigm breaker because Jamala won, which was totally against what I thought does well at Eurovision. Then and there I understood it's not really about the conventional commercialism of the songs, but more like about the impact. And impact can come from, from a lot of sources. It can come emotionally, it can come from the message, it can come uh, from, from like some romance and, and like just emotionality. A big ballad always works, but also something very quirky that just hits at the right time at the right place. So that really got me into Eurovision. I was there for, for Bulgaria um, as a backing singer ma mainly and also a bit like organizing the, 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 the backing singers and make them sound as good as possible. Uh, usually if you're, if you're doing your job good, they sound usually better than on the, on the record, which is amazing about Eurovision. And then I just continued doing that. And then I was uh, 2017 in, in the Ukraine. Uh, there we, we were there with Bulgaria, Serbia and Macedonia. Uh, Bulgaria uh, reaching the second place after having reached the fourth place uh, the year before. And then suddenly the Austrians, my, my country, came to me and said, uh, you know, you're always doing so well for other countries. That's not all right. You, uh, can you for once do something for your own country? So, yeah, so I went uh, 2018. As a as a solo artist, uh, came in third, and yeah, I mean third won the jury, not bad. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> which I'm very proud of. <laughs> yeah, and and that was the last time I was there as a participant or involved with a, a specific um, delegation. But ever since, I've been here and there, like jury here, jury there, giving my opinions. And for our listeners, they would love to know you and Eurovision. Is is that something in the past now, or never say never? I would always say never say never. I don't have a, a, a big reason for me. Going to Eurovision was just like a reconfirmation of like, oh, should I go back to being a recording artist as opposed to just being a producer or a songwriter? I was like, well, if that goes well, maybe we just give it another go. And that's what I did. And now I don't need that confirmation anymore. So uh, I don't know what would, have, what would have to happen for me to go back. But I think I have one last debt uh, which is to the BBC, because originally I was going to go for the BBC, at least to the national selection I was in, invited, to the show, BBC, you decide. And But since I was in contact with Austria first, they took a bit of time to decide, but then they did decide uh, I should go for Austria, and then I had to pull, pull out of, of, of the English uh, national selection. So if I would come back, I think I would feel obliged to go for, for the UK. Wow. The fans are going to love hearing that. Cesar, thank you so much for chatting to us and safe flight back home from Prague tomorrow. Oh, thank you so much. You're listening to the Euro Trip. So welcome back to the Euro Trip. We haven't even said hello properly yet. I'm Rob. And I'm James. Yeah, well done. We need to get that out of the way. We haven't done that on the, today's episode yet. Obviously, we're starting this week's episode from Prague. We've been here for ESCZ. The show is over. There is loads coming up on today's episode. We will tell you about that and we'll start the episode properly in a moment. But we have another chat that we need to do while we're here in the Czech Republic. Yeah, we've managed to catch up with Christoph, who is the head of delegation for the Czech Republic. We've just seen the show come to an end. How is the show? Uh, I'm always like in a sort of dream on like crazy place right after the show, right before, during and right after. It doesn't feel real. It's so much work this year. It was extremely exhausting. We had very limited time to get everything to put together. I was super nervous that something will, uh, that something won't work. 
like technically or that we forget forgot about something and it will be like disaster uh, because if you have limited time you always think that you forgot about a lot of stuff hopefully that didn't happen thanks to amazing team first of all thanks to you guys thanks to the all the technical departments a stage designers director director is amazing adam as a host he never did uh, this in his life he's an actor and a singer yeah, he's never done live TV and he's never done it in English either. Yes, yes, that's correct. So I think he did amazingly uh, and everything came together in, I think, in a, for, for this, like, very limited time, I think it was a very, very decent show. Obviously, there will be a lot of comments, a lot of critique. That's legit. I welcome critique if it's not just hate, but like, hey, what about this and that? Uh, there is many places for improvement obviously but we are trying to do our best so yeah you mentioned about the time scale that you haven't had long to try and put this together give yeah. us an idea about how long you've actually in reality had to prepare for a show like this yes basically uh we got the green light from czech television uh for eurovision like decisive green light at the very end of october so uh we had to announce that we are actually uh, receiving songs for one month thanks to our communication that is like year long no matter the uh, no matter what happens we still try to uh, be in touch with like a lot of artists thanks to that uh, I've called a lot of people I said like hey we have one month if you were thinking about sending a song to Eurovision you still have it uh, let's do it uh, so we collected the song songs around 9th of December. I think the deadline was 9th of December, so we basically had like one week before the Christmas started to like organize everything uh, behind the scenes. Then right after the New Year's, we started to work on this show, so another like two weeks maybe of like proper work, like ridiculous. Usually you need uh, like at least two months to prepare it like correctly how it's supposed to be done and stuff, but. Again, like, saying that, I'm super happy with the result. Yeah, with it all being done so last minute, and, you know, you've been involved with uh, the Czech Republic at Eurovision for a few years now, was there any point you were ever worried that you might not even take part in Eurovision in 2023? Yeah, definitely we were, because Czech television is in a very complicated uh, situation right now. Uh, needs to save a lot of money. So uh i wouldn't be surprised if uh, the eurovision uh, wouldn't happen this year but gladly it did they we are one of the shows that stayed uh, on the program uh which i think shows the dedication that uh we have in the in the contest and like, i would like to ask all the all the fans to rather be supportive because they possibly there was a slight chance that there won't be any yes he said no songs from czech republic maybe another break Gladly didn't happen, so I hope that people appreciate it. We are trying our best and sending another round of cool music. Yeah, I think people can tell from the show that we've just seen that Czech television is, is trying this year for sure. Yeah. Tell us about the, the songs and the performances we've seen, because I think each and every one of them stands out, they're all unique, yeah. and they're all of a really strong standard. Yes, uh, basically this year was a little bit different in our approach to selecting the songs. We were trying to focusing on uh, artists that, even though they can be up and comers, they have some distinctive style. They have uh, stage uh, experience because of the limited time. 
Uh, we also have limited time to work with the winner on the on the act uh, on the performance because we will select the winner on 7th of February. The month later, we already need to uh, submit all the materials to EBU. So we were a little bit favoring this year artists that have some kind of a strong presence. They know what the, they would like to, how they would like to present themselves, and they are experienced. So that was one additional focus we have this year in comparison to previous years. We don't care. In previous years, we were just all about the songs. If somebody was singing for the first time in the bathroom, but it was amazing, we were taking, we were willing to take the risk. This year, we were a little bit more cautious. I hope the next year we will be able to have a bit more time. And again, uh, like, give everybody chance, no matter the track record on stage and, and stuff like that. And in terms of the voting, because I know a lot of people have been asking questions around the, the 70% for the international viewers yeah. and then the 30% for the Czech viewers. Give us an idea about how you came to that decision, because I know a lot of people are interested in that. Yeah, basically it's quite simple, simple idea that I presented to my team and everybody agreed eventually. And that was okay, so Big Eurovision is not having a, a, a jury in the semi-final, uh, in, the, in, the, in both, both sem of semi-finals. So kind of makes no sense for us to have uh, to have jury in such uh, such a context because basically the the Czech team that uh, selects the the finalists is kind of a jury that curates the song yeah, we were helped by Cesar Samson and other international uh, advisors so basically that's the jury every year kind of and then we would like to uh, pick the song that have the best chance to succeed with the public, obviously, because there is no jury in the semifinals. Our goal is always to first advance to the grand final and then let's see what happens. We will always trying to do our best, but it's quite simple, strategical decision, I would say. Christoph, uh, thanks for chatting. Uh, thanks for this wonderful show and thanks for having us as part of it as well. Thanks to you guys. Uh, you did an amazing job. Uh, I would love to have you next year as well. You are professionals and I, I love that. You are amazing uh, persons. I hope to see you around and thank you so much. And just to finish off, Christoph, can you introduce the episode for us? It's time for the Euro trip. As Jonal Asson always said, take it away. For me, Eurovision is much more than just a job, but it's part of me. Giannis, let me say, we were your first ever Eurovision interview way back in January. <laughs> I remember! So Gisli Baltarsson, Iceland's commentator, Welcome to the Eurotrip. Thank you very much, and thank you for the Eurotrip. I've been listening to you. Being face to face, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, your beautiful face. <laughs> I was like, but it is cute. beautiful as well, though. We were talking on the phone. Yes. Do you want to have a hug? Yes, please. Yeah, that would be great. Cornelia Jacobs, congratulations. Thank you. Give me a hug. Hi there, my name is Martin Ostendal. I am the executive supervisor of the Eurovision Song Contest. You are listening to Eurotrip. Hello and welcome to the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast with me, Rob. Me, James. And this week, as you've already heard, we're doing things a little bit differently. We've heard chats already with special guests at ESCZ, Cesar Sampson, Austria 2018, and James, a very revealing chat just now with Christoph, the Czech Republic's head of delegation. Yeah, we've been catching up with Christoph over the last few weeks as we've been preparing to come out to Prague to 
help work on ESCZ. We've been getting to know him a little bit better and we knew you'd love to hear from him because we know there's been a lot of debate about ESCZ, especially about the voting. We chatted uh, about that at the end with Christoph. So it was great to bring you his insight into the competition. Yeah, what he said there about the Czech Republic and their participation this year as well. Fascinating. So make sure you go and read some more of that over on Eurotrippodcast.com. We had a trip to the pub with Christoph, which we'll tell you more about very, very shortly. So stick around for that. But as we said, understandably, today's episode is a little bit different because, well, quite frankly, our lives have been a little bit different for the last few days. However, we've still got some brilliant chats to bring you on today's episode. Yeah, they include uh, Marcus Riva, who is going back to Supernova in Latvia for the 632nd time. Uh, That's going to be at the weekend, so we'll be catching up with him. Then, later on in today's episode, we've got Michael Keeley. Ireland's head of delegation. We've got a double head of delegation off on the podcast this week. How very exciting. So yeah, Eurosong, of course, taking place in Ireland this Friday. Michael Keeley has joined us just a few days before the final, and he also has some fascinating things to say, including the return of a 100% televote in the semi-finals at Eurovision this year. Oh, and we've got a very special guest coming up too. Yes, you might recognise them. That's on the way. So you're listening on Acast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is the Eurotrip. So here we go then. It's the Eurotrip live from Prague. Not a sentence we thought we'd be saying at any point soon. Uh, It's great to be here. Live from uh, my hotel room. It's exciting. Yeah, we had a choice, didn't we? We could have gone with my hotel room or your hotel room. And we are in your hotel room. Thank you for welcoming me across the corridor. We shut the curtains purely for acoustics in the middle of the day. So I don't know what people think is going on in here. But there's an ironing board to your right where you were very dutifully ironing your clothes before our recording of ESCZ over the weekend. And yeah, what a mad old time, eh? I like how you're going into all the details about my hotel room when you know fine well we've got so much to jam into this episode. Uh, For reference, by the way, it's currently Tuesday morning. So it's the morning after the night before, the night of ESCZ, of course. Our flight is in about two hours time. So we need to rattle through all this. Yes, we do. Apologies. I'll get back on topic. But yeah, ESCZ, incredible. We've said it already on our personal socials. We've said it on on the Eurotrip socials as well. But I mean, an absolute honour and privilege to be part of that show. Five incredible songs. The fact that the Czech broadcaster could put on a live show for the first time in 15 years absolutely brilliant and and the fact that we were a part of it and the fact that Christoph, by the way at the end of your chat said oh we'd love to have you back next year that was nice wasn't it <laughs> yeah see you in prague 2024 yeah it's uh it was great to be there it was great to see them put on the show as you heard from Christoph, uh it was it was touch and go at one point whether they actually take part never mind put on as you said rob their first national final live in 15 years we were behind the scenes we could see the hard work going in people were working hard on that show it uh, it shouldn't be unrecognized And yeah, thank you so much for all of your support. Honestly, the amount of messages we've got has been unbelievable. People watching around the world, obviously in Australia, as we know full well, in America. I know we had somebody watching in Mexico. That was incredible. But the level of support we have had has been overwhelming. So honestly, thank you so much. James, a quick word on what happened off screen after ESCZ last night. Where did we go? Uh, I think we went to the pub with Caesar Sampson, uh, amongst others. <laughs> we shared a cab back to our hotel with Caesar Sampson. Just me, James and Caesar Sampson. That was that was mad, wasn't it? Christoph was there, who you've already heard, had a delegation. And also at the pub, the special guests who you're about to hear from. 
Yeah, you might recognise their voices from the podcast. Maybe you can work out who it is already. But let's rewind to Monday night, just after the show. And here's what happened when we caught up with some old friends. Go on, introduce yourself, see if they recognise the voice. I'll start with person number one. Hello, my name is... Person number two. Hello, my name is... (laughs) Person number three. All right, my name is... (laughs) What is your name? Go on. Well, I guess. <laughs> it's We Are Dommy. You could tell, especially two of them, at least. Uh, we've just seen ESCZ 2023. First questions first. What did you think of the show? <laughs> They're going to be like, who was your favourite? Who's going to win? <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, why are you doing this? I'm not going to put you on the spot. Don't worry. Sorry, what was your question? Then I panicked. What did you think of the show? <laughs> oh, uh, great. But I mean... I already know how like the team works, uh, the Czech team, so I knew that they would pull off a good show. So I knew it was going to be like high quality stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, now it's just like down to the viewers to make a decision. But I, I think it was good. I think it has a lot of great songs. So yeah, great. Mm. For some reason, it was. It seemed so much more relaxing this year than last year. <laughs> was it stressful for you last year? Oh, yeah, super stressful. <laughs> so it's probably just because you're not an artist this year. That's why it was, like, stress-free for you. Ah, I didn't think about that. Of course. <laughs> uh, we've got to talk about some of your plans for 2023. We've got a single coming out very soon. When's it out? Okay, in two days on Friday. You can hear uh, our first single from our upcoming debut EP. And the single is called Paradise, and it's a song that means a lot to us. We, we all cried a bit when we wrote it, and we... Yeah, it's just a really heartwarming songs for song for us at least and uh it's very different from uh, lights off if you only know us by lights off you might get disappointed or you might get positively <laughs> surprised <laughs> tell me are people gonna be disappointed surely not no i look like i like the song so uh, uh is this how we I... agreed on promoting the song like you might be disappointed like no you won't get disappointed please go and listen to it in two days and you can actually also pre-save it it's much better than lights off <laughs> What about the rest of the EP? When's that out? Ooh. 7th of April. Tommy, did you not know that? She asked me two seconds ago. Which... I get it mixed up. I get it mixed up because we have a lot of days. We have a lot of deadlines with like when we have to hand in the songs and stuff like that. So it's not that I'm not organized. It's just been a very long day and I'm very overwhelmed today with all the wonderful music. But yeah, uh, Casper is correct. It's the 7th of April. The day before my birthday. Exactly. Yes. Sure, you've got to remember it now. <laughs> uh, what about live shows? You've got a, a big live uh, gig coming up soon, is that right? Yeah, no, so it's our first headline show in uh, Prague, in our city that we live in. So uh, we're super excited about that. And uh, we're going to try to get some special, or we will have some special guests on stage that night. So, yeah. And that's not us, right? That's not going to be me and Rob. It's up to you guys. Like, How much do you guys charge? It's gonna be a it's gonna be a tailored show, so I'm sure we can get like a little podcast inter- interlude in there. Like, uh, no, but we will have some amazing acts, some friends of ours, and some yeah, just friends of ours really. And uh, yeah, you should come and see. Mm. There's gonna be loads of people listening who want to see. I'm gonna ask you one more question, a question that you expected to be asked on the live show that people have been watching. What advice you have for people who are gonna be voting in ESCZ? <laughs> <laughs> It's a tough one, really. So just go with your gut instinct, I guess. Like, the song you like the most tonight, don't, like, listen to... I don't know. Yeah, I would say listen... Don't listen to it all week and then vote. Vote for the one you like the most tonight, because that's how it works in Eurovision, I think. Like, majority of people will be voting for what they see on the day, so 
don't overthink it. Just vote for what you like. Was that your question? Sorry. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, vote with your heart. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I said gut, but yeah. well, heart is much better. Heart, gut, head, one of the three. Uh, guys, it's been great to chat. Lovely to see you again. And uh, best of luck for the single, the EP, and the headline show. Yes, thank you thank so you. much. Thank you so much. You're listening to The Euro Trip, your favorite Eurovision podcast. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. We are Dommy back on the podcast. That was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, really nice. Was that interview as chaotic as I remember it to be? It was chaos, and that will have just come across in what everyone said. It was absolute chaos, including somebody falling over halfway through the interview, which didn't help things. They were fine, I should add. But yes, the important dates that you need to remember, because I feel like we do need to repeat this given how chaotic that interview was. So We Are Dommy's new single, Paradise, is out on Friday. Their debut EP is out on the 7th of April. And then their headline show in Prague is on the 26th of April. So April, very busy month. For our pals, we are Dommy. Yeah, very excited to see what else they've got to come uh, throughout 2023. And great to catch up with them again. It's been too long. It has been too long. It was brilliant to talk to them. And yeah, Ben and Dominica also uh, came to the pub. So they were part of that ridiculous pub trip where we spoke a lot about TV. Like me and you and Christoph and like Ahmad, who was on the special bonus episode on Sunday night from from here who does press for the Czech Republic and yeah Cesar and Dominica and Ben we've chatting about all sorts of TV we've been catching up on which was bizarre to say the least thank you for everybody for tuning in uh, I was going to say if you missed the start that's not how podcasts work is it <laughs> I assume you've been here for the whole thing uh, welcome back to James's hotel room our flight is getting ever closer so we do need to get through the rest of today's episode James, is this the time that we break the bad news for everybody? Or maybe the good news for everybody? Uh, the One Second Song is not happening this week. It is not, which is a shame for one of us. I've lost track about whose turn it is, what the points are, so, but I'm probably going to guess it's bad news for me. It is bad news for you. The One Second Song will return next week, but I think you'll forgive us that we haven't had time to prep that for today's episode. Malthus Monday as well, we should add. That's already out. Looking ahead to heat number one, if you want to listen to that. Oh, we have been busy, let me tell you. And if you want to get in touch with anything you've heard on any podcasts over the last few days, whatever, at Eurotrip Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email. We're also on TikTok. We'll have some lovely behind the scenes bits from here in Prague going up on there over the next few days. And for our exclusive stories, of which there are many this week, EurotripPodcast.com. Yes, absolutely. Now, let us remind you that we've got our second header delegation on the podcast coming up very shortly. That's Michael Keeley from Ireland. I know Eurosong has been hitting the headlines in Ireland and around the world, actually, <laughs> if you think about it. Uh, so we'll bring you that very shortly. But I want to take you back to a podcast we did a couple of weeks ago when we were doing the news, which we've not done this week. Is that an oversight? It's not an oversight. <laughs> we'll be doing the news next week because next week, as we know, is a very, 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 very busy week. It is, yeah. Um, take you back a couple of weeks when we were doing the news and we were talking about Latvia and Supernova. The artists have been revealed and they included Marcus Reaver, who has tried to represent Latvia uh, a good eight times in the past. And he's back again this year. Um, and I thought, do you know what? Wouldn't it be great to get him on the pod and find out a bit more about him and find out why he's back again? I think I said at the time, the man needs a hobby. And now he's been on the podcast, I feel bad. Well, it's funny you should mention that because I bring that up with him. So this is what happened when we caught up with Marcus uh, last week. 
Marcus Riva, welcome to the Eurotrip. How are you? Thank you, James. It's nice to see you. Super busy, but super happy. Super busy, but super happy. Sounds like a good way to live life to me. Um, <laughs> on the podcast a few weeks ago, uh, we said this. In Latvia, the 15 artists and songs due to compete in their national final, Supernova, were released as well last week. This list includes 2016 representative Eusts, as well as Marcus Riva, who has competed to represent Latvia in 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, not 21, but 2022 as well. The, the man needs a hobby. The man needs a hobby. He needs to take up woodwork or something. He's got a dream. He's got a goal. Fair play to the fella. I, I should get a hobby for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone has their own journey. My journey is like like this, maybe it's such a long journey. And I don't know when it's going to happen. We never know that. But, but still, it's fun. And, and I, can, I can laugh at myself as well for that. I'm not... I'm not ashamed that I'm doing that for so many times. So I know what I want. So why do I care about like hate? <laughs> Let's talk about your song though for this year. It's called Forever. It's uh, it's really, it's up-tempo. I feel like people are going to want to move to this when they hear it. Take us back to the moment when you were writing the song and coming up with the idea. What were you, what were you trying to do when you were writing the song? So I wrote this song when I was in, in LA, Los Angeles last summer. And I remember it was uh, July 7th and uh, I went to studio uh, to meet my friend PK, who's a great producer. He worked on some of my other Supernova songs and he's been working with really great artists like ASAP, like K-pop bands and Craig David, Tony Braxton, Nicole Scherzinger. So he has like those big names and then there's me like from small country and and he's he's so friendly and so so it's like so easy to work with him i i just had this like mood board what i want to do like what kind of song and actually that was the time of the year last year when the new season for stranger things came out and we we're like oh my god did you see that this uh, this 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 was such a great episode and the music wow that, that's so nice that they brought back like the the kate bush uh, this uh, retro song we wanted to create that um 80s vibe and also like of course we were thinking about that it should be contemporary and of course like i, I heard there like people comparing the song to because of the beat because of the beat to harry styles uh, as it was and and uh, the weekend's blinding light because it's this up-tempo uh, sound is is also trending at the moment so i want to i wanted to mix both sides like what's something that's <laughs> that you can hear on the radio at the moment and what's something that could bring this melancholy back to to the listener so we we took both sides and then he just made some beats and some harmonies and i was sitting sitting in the studio and just creating this uh, music and uh, i just liked the vibe and after that i came back home and was listening and i had like this this super good vibe about that and I, when i was writing and recording the song i was not thinking about oh it should be for eurovision or for supernova i was just like oh let's make some 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 nice melody and some nice uh, like moment for the people to listen and to be happy now of course you've got a semi-final coming up which you've got to get through first to get to the final 
uh, I hope I'm not getting too far ahead of myself, but I'd love to know what it would mean to you if you were to, after so many years, nine years since you first tried, what would it actually mean personally if you won Supernova and got the right to represent your country at Eurovision? What would it actually mean after all these years? I I would be probably the happiest people in, in the whole world, of course, because it's the journey has been so, so long and I, probably I would just cry for a week and like happy tears, of course. And, <laughs> and, and uh, actually, sometimes I lose this um, part of myself when... Uh, when you just really want to give up and it's like, oh, this is it, I'm done with this. And But then the next year comes and then you have the song and then you're like, yeah, but there are so many people out there who still believes in you. And and uh, that's probably my biggest motivation to do that. Not only just for myself, because probably it's the part of like every human's ego, uh, to 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 be out there, and especially in the show business, but also it's a. I really want to inspire people not to give up. Uh, I think everyone has to just go and uh, keep on working hard. Yeah, well, I'm sure you're a huge motivation to so many people. You've shown the <laughs> determination uh, to work towards your dream. So, Marcus, I know there's going to be so many people listening who will want you to succeed, and I wish you the very best of luck for Supernova this year. Thank you so much, James. Lovely to see you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Like what you're hearing? Make sure to leave us a review and a rating whenever you're listening. I do feel especially bad now because Marcus Rivas seems like a lovely man. He is a lovely man, but I think he sees the funny side of it. You know, he's got a dream, he's got an ambition. And as he said at the end there, he wants to make sure people, no matter what the dream is, they go for it and they really try and achieve it. And, you know, fair play to the guy. He's doing a really good job. And we'll see him in the competition, in the semi-final of Supernova, this coming Saturday. Maybe 2023 is finally the year for Marcus Riva to represent Latvia at the Eurovision Song Contest. James, it's almost time for us to go. Have you packed? Oh, I thought you meant just on the podcast. I thought Michael Keeley's still to come. No, yeah, I, I literally just zipped up my suitcase as you knocked on the door. So I'm ready to go. We just need to bring you Michael Keeley and then we're going to be jetting off to the airport. I thought for a second again I'd lost my passport and I don't want to do this again. I remember putting it in my pocket, but now I remember I've put it in my case, so that's all fine. Yes, we have a taxi to take us to the airport on the way very soon. 
But first, let us bring you my conversation with Michael Keeley, Ireland's head of delegation at the Eurovision Song Contest. As James mentioned earlier on, Eurosong has been getting a lot of headlines this year, more often than not for one particular act taking part, who I will talk to Michael at length about, as you will hear very, very soon. But I know you lot love it when we chat Ireland here on the podcast, so we thought we'd get Michael on to find out all about Eurosong this year, find out about Ireland's participation, and also we'll get Michael's thought on the semi-finals going back to 100% televotes. He's got some really interesting views on that. But I started by asking him how he's felt about the reaction to the lineup in this year's competition. Michael Keeley, welcome back to the Eurotrip. Thanks very much, Rob. Good to talk to you again. It is brilliant to have you on. Just a a couple of days away from the Eurosong, Eurosong 2023. Michael, we now know, of course, who's competing. We have all the songs. We're going to see them performed on our TV screens, as I said, in in a couple of days' time. How pleased have you been with the reaction to what you've got and the selection that the Irish public can choose from on, on Friday? Uh, I'm I'm really pleased actually with the variety um, and the breadth of um, genres that people get to choose from. I mean, we've we've got everything from, um, uh, you know, a kind of a rap, a rap effectively. You know, it, it it was described to me as something like Afro something. I can't remember the genre that it was described as, but so we've got that. We've got a, a, a heritage act, if you if you want to call them that, in Public Image Limited. Uh, and we have, you know, a, a very young performer with Connolly, who who is, you know, just eighteen or nineteen. So, we we've got a lot there to choose from, and I I find it impossible even to, you know, to call it. I I, I just don't know who's going to win uh, on Friday. To be perfectly honest, I think any of them could any of them could do it. So you got Public Image Limited, fronted by John Lydon. What have you made of not necessarily the reaction to them taking part, but I am also interested in that, but also their response to being in the running to represent Ireland at the Eurovision Song Contest? Because I will read the well-publicised quote that John Lydon said on RTE, of course, on one of your radio stations. He said about Eurovision, it's absolutely awful. The songs, the whole thing of it is disgusting to me. Is that the type of person and act that you want representing Ireland at the Eurovision Song Contest? Well, I, I heard that interview as, as it went out. And, um, and and when you read a quote like that, coldly and out of context, you don't get the humour in his voice that it, he was clearly um, joking, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and in fact, I've heard him since then being asked the same question. And he's he's been much more... Um, positive in his view of the Eurovision, and he, you know, he said he used to watch it growing up as a kid uh, with his family, um, and they, you know, he, he he mentions acts such as Cliff Richard and Sandy Shaw and uh, all those um, all those great UK acts from the the sixties, and he mentions Johnny Logan. So he 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 kind of jokes that you know Ireland have gone from Johnny Logan to John Johnny Rotten. I'm intrigued as to how their participation came about. Did they enter the the kind of submission window as as the other acts did? Did you go to them? How did they come to you? How did that work? Uh, well, no, it's kind of a long, it's a bit of a convoluted story. About five years ago, um, it, it, it was suggested to me that they might want to take part in in uh, Eurovision to represent Ireland, and it it it, it um, came through a, a guy from Galway called Niall Mooney, who is a uh, songwriter and he, he most recently wrote Ireland's 
song for Junior Eurovision, um, which did very well in, in Yerevan just before Christmas. And uh, he has written, he, he wrote the song for Neve Kavanagh when she came back around um, 2010, I think it was. So he he had this idea, and, and uh, I think he might have read somewhere that, that John uh, Lydon was interested in representing Ireland, and he contacted him. And around, so it was around 2018, I think, and um, he, he then approached me with this idea that Public Image might be interested in doing uh, your song. But at the time, we already had Ryan O'Shaughnessy um, representing us, so it wasn't particularly possible at that stage. So then it kind of went away. And then um, um, earlier on, uh, um, or sorry, late last year, so around August, September, Niall contacted me again and said that he'd been in touch with Public Image again and that they um, that they wanted to enter, you know, that they wanted to send us a song and, you know, um, see if they could if they could represent Ireland in Eurovision again. And I said to him, I said, look, we're having a Eurosong competition on the Lake Late Show, so they, they're welcome to submit a song, but um, it it has to compete with other songs on the, you know, the Late Late Show, the beginning of February. And uh, the song has to be of a, of a, a good enough standard, you know. Um, so so they, they 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 sent me the song and I think it ticked all the boxes and um so I said look yeah if they're happy to come over here and compete against um you know the the other five acts in the in the uh, in the competition then you know yeah let's let's do it what are the chances of 2024 2025 even that standalone selection show I, I was listening to an interview that you you did a, a couple of months ago where you said that, you know, that was a, a pitch that you had made in, in Ireland and an RTE rather had, you know, you have a, a new sort of entertainment commissioner there. And you said, you know, you didn't get it through for 2023, but but it, it wasn't a definite no for, for 2024. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I, I don't know is the answer to that. I mean, I don't know. And if I did know, I probably wouldn't say because it's too early in the process to, to start talking about um, what we're going to do for 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 next year? Um, I would be hopeful that we would get a standalone process for twenty four. Um, but it's a matter of getting the right type of thing, you know. And um, there are loads of different competing things in in, in television production and entertainment, and loads of different reasons why you might do something, and you know. Um, if you if you do a standalone show and it gets a huge audience locally, but not a great result for Eurovision, that could be seen as a success here because you know we fulfilled our remit by getting loads of people for for uh, for a local show. So look, I, I I don't know is the answer to that. I mean, you know, um, we'll we'll wait and see. How how helpful would a positive result for Ireland at Eurovision this year be to that quest? I suppose. Uh, well, I mean, like a positive result for Eurovision um, will, will help us in lots of areas. You know, it will help us in our in our ability to attract a talent, you know, a, a decent talent for next year. Um, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, it certainly won't harm. Certainly won't harm the prospects of getting a standalone show. Let's talk about Eurosong then, Michael. Before we go, let's talk about the show that people are going to see on Friday. How is it going to work? What's the format? What does it look like? And how will that voting process and selection work this time round? 
Uh, well, it, the, the, the six acts are going to perform one after the other, and um, it'll be exactly more or less the same format as we did last year. Uh, so they'll 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 perform. There'll be um, the voting telephone lines will open for uh, a certain amount of time, and um, then we will have uh, what we have is we have two juries. We have a national jury. An international jury and the phone vote. So each of them make up a third of the um, the results. So uh, once the phone vote closes, that's when the fun really kind of starts. Then, so when we when we press process the amount of votes that we've gotten uh, and worked out who gets twelve points and ten points and all the way down to two points, then um, then as I said, the fun begins. Then really, you know, so uh, so each of the two juries and the phone vote has equal weighting. So it's a third, a third, a third. So. And I'm just in- interested, obviously, because we've now seen the the change at Eurovision in how the voting will work in the, in the semi final. Of course, that Ireland are going to be taking play, that Ireland is going to be taking part in. So now 100% televote. Now that change has been made at Eurovision. Were you consider? Were you ever considering going back? You know, let's go 100% televote for your selection, just to replicate what you'd get at Eurovision. Or do you want to get that international? that international, I suppose, influence in the result, given that it it's going to be those audiences that will be be voting in May. Yeah, I mean, I think the I think it's important for us to get a bit of a an international perspective on what we're doing here. Um, Ireland, as I said to you before, Ireland is a very, very small country. And sometimes um, people um, are, are, can be very, very loyal to music acts they see if they come from their locality or their county you know so sometimes the phone vote may reflect somebody's support in their particular county as opposed to what people in that county think might be the best song for Eurovision. Michael on that point you mentioned about the reintroduction of the 100% televote that I, I just mentioned to you there to ask you that question about how that'll work in Eurosong how do you feel about that? Because I know you've been quite vocal in terms of the 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 kind of the, the jury difficulties we've seen at Eurovision, people trying to influence the juries. I know you felt that that worked against you in 2022. Maybe we could have seen Brooke through in the final had that not happened. So are you pleased that that's a change that, that we're now seeing? Yes, because, I mean, uh, clearly the EBU identified attempts at manipulation in the in the jury vote last year and that's uh, concerning like that's a worry for any of us taking part in it because it means that we're not operating on a on a level playing pitch so um so then you have to go back and say well how long has this been going on and how has this affected our vote in the past and has this been a factor in the fact that we haven't qualified in, in you know so many years so what well, we, we we don't know and we'll never get to the bottom of that particular um you know question i i I suspect, but um, clearly, the, as I said, the EBU were worried enough to 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 cancel the jury element of it because it um, it's it's clearly problematic. So to go back to the phone vote, it obviously it we're we're back into you know diaspora voting and all that kind of stuff, and um, that's you know I think that's just something we're going to have to live with. But as I, as I said before, I'd sooner take my chances with the diaspora vote. Um, than with a crooked jury because you just don't have any chances if you're up against a jury that has been bribed to vote for other countries except yours. 
Well, Michael, thank you for joining us as ever. It's always brilliant to have you on. I know people uh, are always really, really interested to find out what's going on over in Ireland, especially our Irish listeners. So really appreciate you giving up some time to, to have a chat to us on the Euro trip. And fingers crossed everything goes to plan on Friday as well. Thanks very much, Rob. Good to talk to you. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks to Michael for joining us on the podcast. Great insight there from him. He's obviously at the heart of the Irish delegation. It's been hitting the headlines quite a bit. Uh, but a lot of people say any publicity is good publicity. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think so. I think more people are talking about Eurosong this year than they have been previously. So plenty of people we know will be tuning in on Friday. So good luck to Ireland and whoever they choose to follow in Brooks' footsteps because they are some difficult footsteps to follow. You certainly are. And maybe, just maybe, fingers crossed for all you Irish fans, you will get back to the final for the first time in quite a few years. 2018 was the last time. So yeah, overdue a return to the final. Anyway, it is time for us to go. What a crazy few days here in Prague. I hope you'll have forgiven us that today's episode was a little bit different, but I hope you will appreciate the fact that we were still able to bring you an episode nonetheless. Three episodes in a week when we're in a foreign country. I think we've done a pretty good job there. Three episodes in four days, I think. The ESCZ bonus, which we released on Sunday evening. Melfest Monday, which is out there for you to listen to, looking ahead to this Saturday's show. And then this very episode. So yeah, busy. Yeah, don't forget to go and listen back to that ESCZ special we did on Sunday. We were chatting to the artists when they were doing their rehearsals. So if you want to go and find out a bit more about the artists, a bit more about their song, because of course you can still vote until next week. So if you want to try and find out a bit more about the artists to choose your favourite, go and listen back to that and then head over to the Eurovision Song Contest app to cast your vote for ESCZ. But now we really do need to go because I think that taxi is downstairs. So a huge thank you once again for all of you who joined us and supported us as we were here in Prague co-hosting ESCZ. Brilliant to do so. And thank you once again to the Czech delegation for having us. James, loads of exclusive stories on the pod over the last few days. People can read them on eurotrippodcast.com. And while you're here, do the rest. Go on. Yeah, you've kind of ruined that because that's always in my spiel. So we'll be back with you uh, next Wednesday for your next usual episode of the Euro Trip, where the one second song will return, fingers crossed. And we'll be back on Monday for the second episode of Melfest Monday, where we'll be reacting to the first heat and then looking forward to heat number two with some special guests and chatting to a couple of the artists as well. But in the meantime, make sure you follow us online. We are at Euro Trip Podcast on Twitter, Instagram and now TikTok, of course. Uh, you can email us, hello at eurotrippodcast.com. And as I've already said, read all of our exclusive stories on eurotrippodcast.com. And as well, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. It really helps us do what we do. Uh, from me, James, in Prague, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, in Prague, it's goodbye. Goodbye. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.